0: all right good evening everyone hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are as always we'd like to say praise the lord thank the lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together today is december 8th 2022 in week 201 if you're new around here welcome to join the midst of the storm this is a program where we like to do weekly live stream bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter and if you've been with us for a while as we always like to say welcome back Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now we have another question as the title and it says, are you a sinner or a saint? And we will be coming from Romans 3 and 23 is a really popular scripture. And I know that we like to use the scripture a lot but a lot of us use it out of context so we're going to take a look at this scripture as well as I'm sure many others so without any further ado I'm going to pass it over to minister Tony Banks we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message as always we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you Melvin.
1: As usual let us go into a word of prayer if you guys have a moment to pause uh, from what you're doing we encourage you to join in this prayer with us gracious lord thank you for another opportunity well we thank you for how you blessed us how you kept us lord how you washed over us lord no matter what has happened to us lord you still uh, blessed us and saw fit for us to just have this chance just to have this this moment of time lord to uh, come before your throne of grace and give you praise give you glory and honor give you thanksgiving Lord. Um, for all the things that you have did for us, Lord, continue to help our minds, continue to strengthen us, continue to keep us in the right state and the right way of thinking, Lord. Help us uh, to, to continue to elevate, um, to move forward in you, in your word and your knowledge and your understanding. Lord, continue to lead us and guide us into all knowledge. Um, All the knowledge that you desire for us to have, Lord, continue to help us. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we would continually remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. And so, Lord, we'll continue to praise you. We'll continue to honor you. We'll continue to seek your word and seek your face. And so, Lord, just continue to be with us and help us along this journey as we pray in your righteous name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So are you a sinner or a saint? Um, I I thought about this because you often hear, and we're going to pick up Romans chapter 3 and, and 23. Um, I thought about this because so often people say we're all sinners. And um, you 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 hear people say it all the time. We've probably said it ourselves. Um, but I want to look closely at this or at that saying, because I want to get down to the root of it. I want to get down and make sure uh, we understand exactly what we're saying. You know, sometimes we say some things. Uh, you know, if people go to court, and or, or even even if someone does not go to court, even if someone is just arrested, um, there's a reason that the officer tells us we have the right to remain silent and anything that we say can and will be used against us because our words will incriminate us. Um, sometimes we're, we're thinking we're saying one thing, uh, but in in all actuality we're saying the wrong thing and that thing will uh, cause us to get in a lot of trouble and so that's, that's, that's actually what happens um, when we use this saying, we're actually saying something that we quite frankly don't understand what we're saying but if we knew, you know, Jesus told, uh, he prayed to God and he said, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, they thought they knew exactly what they were doing, but Jesus said they don't actually know. And that's where we are today. We still don't know, but by the grace of God, we are continuing to grow in his word, in his truth. And so let's pick up Romans chapter 3 and 23, man. Let's see what that says.
0: And really quickly, before we get started, I um, just had a few comments. Uh, Casey says, praise the Lord. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening." God bless. Um, Jeremy says, "Like the song." Kiara says, "Hey, how are y'all doing?" David says, "Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank you, my Jesus, for another day." And Amy says, "Glad to be in the midst." Um, so, praise the Lord to all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and leaving the comments. And we hope you guys get something out of the message. Um, so, starting off, yes. yep. So, starting off at Romans three and twenty-three, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, I want you to think
1: about this saying. The reason I ask that question, are you a sinner or a saint, is because of the saying uh, that comes about when someone does some wrong, uh, when a person commits a sin, a transgression, and we know we should not have committed it. uh, But you know what we say? Uh, Well, everybodys we're all sinners. (laughs) Everybody sins. We're all sinners. And so I want to go and look at some verses that talks about this. Read that one more time for us, Mel. That might not be the last time, but I want you to read it
0: one more time. For all have sinned and come short. All have sinned. Mm -hmm. And come short of the glory of God.
1: Every last one of us have sinned before. You know, uh, we can take hunger. All of us have hungered before. We can take a lot of things. We've all did them before. He says here, we believe it to be Paul. He said here, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You know, I'm not I'm not uh, one to play word games because sometimes people will uh, try to play with words and and make something, say something that it's not. But now here, uh, that's why the scripture tells us to rightly divide these things, the word of truth. The wording is important. The wording is important. He says, all have sinned. All have sinned. You know, this is past tense. This is saying at one point or another, we have did some wrongs. That's what this is telling us. You know, when we find ourselves doing something we should not be doing, the first thing we say is, We are all sinners. That's what we run to, Melvin. We say, We are all sinners. But this verse says, all have sin. Somebody said, what in the world are you talking about? (laughs) I'm trying to show you that there is a difference between all have sin and we are all sinners. You know, that's, that's something that we say. That's the way that we put it. Uh, oftentimes people put it that way. We are all sinners. The scripture says all have sinned. You know, in fact, in the book of 1 John, he tells us if, any, if we say we have not sinned, we are a liar. We make God to be a liar. Let's run over there and get that really quickly. Uh, in the book of 1 John, chapter 1 and 10, because I want to make sure, and we're coming back over here to Romans. We're probably going to do a lot of running tonight. Uh, but as, as uh, Bishop says, as long as I'm running in the book. <laughs> uh, so 1 John chapter 1, verse 10. Now, over in the book of Romans, he said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. No doubt, no argument about it. But I want to tell you something, something profound. We are not all sinners. I'm telling you that right here, right now. So, that saying that we have, let's throw it in the trash. We are not all sinners. That's two different things. And I'm going to show you this by the grace of God. You got to follow me now. You you have to follow this stuff in the scripture. I'm going to show you what the book says. And you make up your mind if you're going to believe it or not. All have sinned, but all are not sinners. It's two different things. Pick us up in verse 10. If
0: we say that we have not sinned. If we say we have not sinned.
1: He said all have sinned. Glory be to God. If we say we have not
0: sinned. mm Mm-hmm. We make him a liar Mm -hmm. and his word is not in us.
1: His word is not in us because he told us, quite frankly, point blank, all have sinned. There's no way around it. But I'm here tonight to let you know all of us are not sinners. I'm here tonight to let you know that. All are not sinners. You know, uh, I, I want you to think about something before we move forward. Go back to the book of Romans for me, Mel. I just want to run over here because I want to lay down the foundation that we've all seen, every last one of us. And there's no debate, there's no argument about that, but all of us are not sinners. And I'm going to show you that back over in the book of Romans. Um, chapter five now. Let's move over to chapter five, Romans chapter five, and verse twelve. But I want to give you guys an example now uh, to to try to clear this up. All of us, at least, uh, um, uh, I'm using this as an example now. So um, I, I just want you to follow me now. If you, if you, we know. There are many different sports in the world. Um, and uh, if we take um, rowing or if we take uh, jumping, I'll take jumping. You know, sometimes people do the, the long jump. Uh, sometimes people uh, go to the Olympics and they jump over the bar. I don't even know what they call it. The high jump. I don't even know what they call it. Um, but Now, I've jumped before, Melvin. Sometimes uh, people are playing with their children. Uh, They might jump. Uh, If a person is trying to teach their child what the word jump means, they might jump and actually do the action. They might say the word jump and actually do the action. But now, in in, in whichever event, there, there, there comes a time where we might need to jump in life. But when you do that, I'm. I'm. i Hope. I hope you can follow me. You would not classify yourself as a jumper. You would not say I'm a jumper. See the person who long jumps or the person who uh, uh, jumps for whatever track and field or whatever they would classify themselves as a jumper. Uh, if you take running uh, or jogging, you might have ran before. Uh, look, if a dog gets behind you, <laughs> we're all going to run. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to try your best to get to safety. You've ran before, but do you tonight consider yourself as a runner? Do you consider yourself, uh, if that dog gets behind you, look, we'll be sprinting, but you will not consider yourself as a sprinter. See, that's what... Um, um, I can't think of the man's name. He's the world's fastest man. Uh, I can't think of the man's name. Same boat. Uh, Usain Boat. Usain Boat. He's a runner. He's a sprinter. But now I've ran before many times in my life, but I am not a runner. What I'm trying to explain to you tonight. There is a difference in a person who does something continually versus a person who does not do something continually. That's what a sinner does. They continually sin. All of us have sinned before, but what we're supposed to be doing right now is laying aside those sins. You know, Jesus, when he caught the woman in adultery, he told her to go. Hallelujah. She sinned. He said, go and sin not. He said, don't keep doing that. Don't go around using the excuse. Well, we're all sinners. He said, don't go and do that. He told one group, he said, unless a worse thing come upon you, something worse is going to happen to you. We have all sinned, but we are not. All sinners. So tonight, ask yourself, are you a sinner or are you a saint? See, I, I, I'm I'm wanting you to stop using this phrase when you really don't know what it means. And I'm going to show you in the scripture now. I, I hope you stick with us tonight so that you can see this. Pick us up in Romans chapter 5, Melvin. Romans chapter 5, let's let's read at verse 12 here.
0: Uh, we have now, this is what then. the book says. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kiera says, "So kind of like a person can cut hair, but they aren't a barber. They just can do enough to get by." yes,
1: um, yes, uh, you can. You can look at it that way. Is anything we're doing that we are not continually doing? See, when we sin. See, the way God wants us to do this thing is, yes, sometimes we mess up. Uh, I I, I talked about, um, I've used athletes in the past. I've talked about Steph Curry or or Michael Jordan or whatever athlete. uh, If you take a football player, if you take a football player, he's trying to pass, uh, take a quarterback. This quarterback is trying to pass the ball to the wide receiver. Somebody to catch the ball. He's trying to throw the ball to them. But you know what? Every time, sometimes, every now and again, they miss. But they are trying to actually get the ball to the receiver. But they miss sometimes. See, that's someone, that is two different things versus a person who every time they throw the ball, they're trying to throw the ball out of bounds. They're trying to throw it into the ground. That's completely different. Every play that quarterback wants the ball to get to his wide receiver, to get to somebody's hands where they can catch it and score a touchdown. It's about our intent and what are we doing? I, I, I'll, I'll bring this out clearer as we get into these scriptures. Pick us up in Romans 5 and 12. Uh, just follow us along and you'll see the answer. You'll You'll see exactly what I'm talking about by the grace of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 12.
0: Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world,
1: now that is Adam. This is Adam; he sinned, and now we were born into iniquity, born into sin. Every last one of
0: us, we've sinned. Read for us, man, and death by sin. Mm-hmm. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned.
1: All have. Sin. all have sinned but I'm telling you tonight we're not all sinners we are not all sinners drop down to verse 19 you're going to see what I'm saying
0: as we get into these verses read for us in verse 19 may please for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners hmm. See, we become
1: a sinner because of our disobedience. (laughs) By one man's disobedience, Adam now, he, he, he started the pattern of disobeying, and now we picked up on it. So by his disobedience, many, all of us, we became sinners, all of sin. Read that
0: next part for us, though, Melvin. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. Now, after what Jesus has did, he came here and he taught us how to be obedient.
1: See, once you stop being disobedient, once you begin to listen to God, follow his commandment, you now become righteous. You have put behind those sinner ways that people keep talking about. When they say we're we're all sinners, read this again, Melvin, because I want to show you there's two groups of people in this world. There are sinners and then there's righteous people. There are holy people. Sometimes people call, uh, people call Melvin, they say uh, they are holier than thou. Look, if you know what that meant, you would desire to be holier than thou (laughs) because that's what God is looking for. He doesn't want you to stay a sinner. You all have sinned. That's not the end of the story, though. Now, after Jesus has come and shown you the way, he said, you need to become righteous. You need to become a saint, a child of God. You need to become obedient. Don't continue doing the wrong things. Continue being disobedient. You'll see what I mean. Pick us up and uh, read that again for us, Melvin, so we can see
0: the two different groups. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Mm -hmm. So by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. See, the moment
1: you begin to be obedient, day after day after day, you become righteous. You become holy. You have put the sinner behind you. Yeah, you have sinned, but you are not a sinner. See, being a sinner is about continuing. Pick us up, Melvin, in, in Romans chapter 6, so somebody can see this. Pick us up in Romans chapter 6, verse 1, Melvin.
0: Uh, we got a qu- uh, two questions on from Chelsea. Are you saying that it's people out here that don't sin at all? And also, so there isn't no one on earth that is doing anything wrong that is seen as a sin. Read that
1: last question again.
0: So there isn't no one on earth that is doing anything wrong that is seen as a sin.
1: All right, let's pick up Romans chapter six. I'm gonna tell you the same thing. Continue following and you'll see exactly what I'm saying. By the grace of God, we have all sinned. We've all sinned, but what makes us righteous by the grace of God is being obedient to him. see let me, let me let me let me give you this example. See, I used to get drunk. I used to drink time and time again, because I was a sinner, I continued in that sin. But you know what? When God opened my eyes and I began to work on being righteous, I began to forsake those sins and put them behind me. I said, man, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm no longer going to do this. I stopped. That's what a righteous person does. When a righteous person finds out something is wrong, they begin to be obedient. It's about our obedience. So no, that does not mean, oh, you'll never sin one time a day in your life again. You will never mess up. No, that's not what we're saying. But what happens is you're trying as hard as you possibly can to never fail again. You're trying to never fail. You know what? When you get out onto the road, none of us get out onto the road and say, you know what? I want to wreck my car. I just want to run off the road into a, a, a lake. No, every day we're trying to hold ourselves in between those two lines. You know what, the God Almighty, every now and then you run off to the side and you hit the little grooves in the ground that they cut into the road. So your car begins to make this loud sound to let you know, look, you've gotten off course. You are getting off track. And you know what you do? You don't continue rolling over there. You don't say, wow, this is fun. This is great. No, you immediately, you try as fast as you can. Man, let me get back in the road. Let me get back over. Because you don't want to fail. You don't want to wreck your car. So that's what this is about. Every now and again, you might Start to swerve over to the side a little bit. But as soon as you recognize, as soon as you acknowledge, you say, man, let me get back. Let me straighten up here. This is what God is looking for. People like that, spiritually. People who say, man, I'm messing up. Let me get right. But the people who are sinners, those are the people that, now, now look at how foolish this would be. If somebody were running into those grooves and they just rode that way the whole time, say you got in the car with somebody and you asked them to take you somewhere and the whole trip, they rode over those grooves. (laughs) The whole trip, you can't even hear them. You you try to say, hey man, uh, what are you doing? They said, what, huh? I can't hear you. (laughs) You would think they're crazy. You say, man, there's something wrong with them. Why were they doing that? And then they run off the road. You say, man, there's something wrong with them. You would instantly know. You know, that's how God feels. When we continue in sin, he says something wrong with us. It's something wrong with us. Read Romans 6 and 1 for us, man.
0: What shall we say then? Shall Mm -hmm. we... Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall
1: we? uh, uh, Hold on. Read that first part for us again so we can distinguish the difference between a sinner and a righteous person. Read that again for us, Mary. What shall we say then? Uh huh.
0: Shall we continue in sin?
1: This is the problem. This is what a sinner does, they keep doing it. They keep right on doing it. And this is the first excuse that they run to. They said, well, we're all sinners. Not not so. We just found out in chapter five, by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, but by one man's obedience, we became righteous. By being obedient. So he said, shall we continue? doing the wrong stuff. We know it's wrong. He said, but shall we continue? This is what a sinner does. See, we're not all sinners. We are not all sinners. All have sinned, but somebody's going to look at it and wake up and say, you know what? I got to get back in the road. I have to straighten up. I have to drive right. I have to stop my sins. Shall we continue in sin? Read
0: for us, Mel. Um, she has another question. Um, okay, we're
1: gonna get to it. Read this for us. Read, read this for us. Rick.
0: Read this for us again. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God forbid. God forbid that
1: we do that. Read that again for us, Melvin.
0: Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Mm-hmm. God forbid.
1: Mm-hmm. Shall we continue doing wrong intentionally? See, we're talking intentionally doing wrong. Shall we continue and say, well, God will forgive. He's, great. He's His grace and mercy, he'll forgive me. He said, God forbid that. See, God is not going to forgive you for being a sinner because you want to continue doing wrong time and time again, he's not going to forgive you until you stop doing it. Until you make up your mind, God, I'm done doing this. I'm tired of living like this. God, I want to be right. Now, when you become obedient, see, sin is disobedience to God's laws. Sin is not disobedience to Tony's laws. Sin is disobedience to God's laws, so though as long as we continue to be disobedient, we're a sinner. Get that question for us, man
0: right. Um, the first one um she asked, you don't feel like people don't unknowingly sin, like unintentionally sin, like not knowing that they are in sin. Even after being righteous, what about people that don't realize that they are in sin? And also, how will one know if they are righteous?
1: We know because of our obedience. That's that's what we just read. Go back to Romans chapter 5. And now let's pick up verse 19. But to answer your first question, yes, people sin unknowingly, 100%. We have all sinned and didn't know it at a certain point. But what God is looking for are people who, once you come into the knowledge of the truth, you say, man, I'm going to stop doing that. There might be something else you do that's wrong. But once you find out God is going to see if you're willing to change, he's looking. He's wondering, are you going to stay a sinner? We read about the woman caught in adultery. She sinned. And Jesus told her as a result of her sin, he said, don't go and do that again. Sin no more. what you just did was you broke God's commandments. And he pointed it out to her. And he said, from here on out, don't you do that again. God is going to tell us our transgressions. He's going to show us. He told the, uh, the prophet that. He said, show them their transgressions. Look, God is going to uh, send someone to you to help you to see where you're going off track. And they should be pointing you to this scripture, these scriptures to show you. And God will open your eyes. So yes, people do unknowingly sin. That does happen. But that's what that's where God steps in. That's why He gives us the, the Holy Ghost. That's why He gives us His Word. He told uh, a group of, I believe, Pharisees, he says, search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. He said, You error not knowing the scriptures. You error. Pick us up again. Because the question was asked: how do we know if we're righteous? Pick us up again, Melvin. Back in Romans chapter five, verse 19, two groups. I want you guys, read this slow for us, man. I want you guys to notice two groups of people.
0: Read it for us, man. Or as by one man's disobedience, many mm-hmm. were made sinners. Notice now, disobedience is connected to
1: being a sinner disobedience is connected to being a sinner and death brought in uh, sin, brought in death. The wages of sin is death. Disobedience. If you're disobedient, you're a sinner. Continuing. we read in Romans chapter six, he says, shall we continue in sin? He's not talking about someone who messes up. He said, are you going to continue though? That's the reason I brought up the example. If you were driving down the road, you don't continue to drive over those uh, uh, grooves in the road that 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 alert us when we're falling asleep and running off the road, or even if we're not falling asleep, even if you just so happen to get too far over, that's uh, alerting you. You need to get back in the lane before you hit something or hit someone, you need to get back in the lane. We don't continue to drive on that. We get back in the lane. So he asks the question: Shall you continue doing something you know is wrong?
0: That's disobedience. Read that next part of this verse, man. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous.
1: Once you say God, I I, I know I'm doing wrong here. Right now, we don't have to know everything that is a sin in this world, but we can ask ourselves right now, am I really trying to live right? I mean, wholeheartedly, am I really trying to obey God? Wholeheartedly, every last one of us ought to ask ourselves. I don't want nobody to type it in the comments. I just want you to ask yourself, are you really trying to wholeheartedly follow God? Everything he says, are you really trying to be obedient? You know, something I find uh, at jobs, people try to be obedient to every little thing the boss says. If the boss says, hey, I want it this way, even when people don't agree with it, we'll complain. We'll say, man, I don't know why they're asking for that. I don't know why they want me to do this. I don't know why they. And we still get the job done. Exactly the way the boss man said he wanted, or the boss lady, however they wanted it. That's what we do. Either that or we quit. And most of the time, because we need a job, we're going to go ahead and get the job done. We're obedient. But when it comes to God, we say, well, I'm going to do some of what he says. I'll do some of what he says. There are two groups. Sinners. righteous people. The righteous people, yes, the righteous people fail. The righteous people sin every once in a while. But their goal is, God, I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to mess up again. But the sinner said, "Eh, well, everybody sins. No big deal. No big deal. I'll keep doing it because I know everybody's doing it. You know, that's what the devil wants you to do. There are two groups. One group trying to do right. The other group saying, man, what everybody sins. Everybody's messing up. Let me just go and cheat on my wife. Everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is sinning. That's not what God has called us to do. So he asked the question. He said, shall we continue in sin? That grace will cover us? He said, God forbid you do that. Go, go back to chapter six for me, Mel. Chapter six, and we're going to continue to see this. Just stick with me tonight, and you guys are going to see exactly what I'm talking about. All of sin, we're not all sinners we are not all sinners. A sinner chooses to continue doing sins. They know it's wrong, but they just keep right on doing it. They keep right on doing it with no remorse, with no regard. You know, Paul, the one who wrote majority of the New Testament, this man murdered people But when he died, he was not a murderer. He did not continue doing it. He started out doing it, but he put an end to it. He stopped. After God opened his eyes and caused him to see he was wrong, he stopped. See, God is looking for some people tonight who are willing to stop their wrongdoing. That's what makes you righteous. You are trying your best to do right. You are trying and you are being obedient to God. Let's pick it up again. Romans chapter six. Romans chapter six um, and verse 17. And we do have to get somewhere else. I, I think I'm doing good on time so far. Romans chapter six and verse 17.
0: Well, she did have a, one more follow-up. Um, she says, "What is Go the different? Uh, what is the difference between a person that is righteous as opposed to someone that is doing right from their perspective and unintentionally sin?"
1: <laughs> you answered that question yourself. Doing right from their perspective, see, it's about God's perspective. That 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 won't get us anywhere because they're doing right from. Their perspective, I'll, I'll get back on the street for you, on, on the highway, going down the road. You know, there have been times, uh, many times, and we've probably did this before, you get out there and you're driving down the road because you look at the road. You don't know what the speed limit is, but you say, ah, well, this road got to be at least 45. So you start driving 45 and then all of a sudden <laughs> speed limit is 20. He said, man, why was the speed limit so slow? From your perspective, the speed limit should have been faster. But that was not the judging perspective. That was not the governing perspective. That was not the right perspective. Your perspective won't matter in that case. Because the speed limit is a speed limit. No matter if I think, man, this road's too, and I feel that way about many roads. Melvin knows one road in particular in Oxford. I said, man, that road is, (laughs) there's no way that speed limit should be what it is on that road, 40 miles an hour or whatever it is. (laughs) But, But our perspective does not matter when the law has already been set. See, God has his own laws and how we feel about it, quite frankly, doesn't matter because he's God. He created these things. He created us. He created everything there is in this world. He's all powerful. He has all knowledge. He knows what's best for us. But what we think, we already know what's best. So I'm telling you tonight, our perspective doesn't matter, to be honest with you. You know, when we get, when we get at a job, if, if sometimes people think that's harsh. Get to the job. And your boss wants you to do a certain thing a certain way. Does your perspective matter? Do they care how you want it? You go to a CEO of one of these companies or an owner of one of these companies and you get there and try to tell them how to run their business. They don't care about your perspective. Man, you either do the job the way they say or you go somewhere else. Your perspective does not matter. So. When it comes to God, we have to get in His Word and find out what His perspective is. Because I'll tell you something, that's what we're going to be judged by. We're not going to be judged by what God, I thought I was doing right. He said, There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. There's a way that seems right, but in the end, He said, they're going to hell. It's going to lead them into damnation. It's going to lead them to death, even though it seems right. Even though it feels right. He said, that's the wrong way. So a righteous person has to get into God's word, study his word and find out what God thinks. He said, our righteousness Is as filthy rags. He said, our righteousness is worth nothing. Only what he says. Look, he's the judge. He gets to set the rules. (laughs) He gets to determine the rules. He created this. He created us. You know, right now, if you get a dog, uh, if anybody here gets a pet dog and take it to their home and say, yeah, this is my puppy. You set the rules in the house. That dog can't come there and say, man, I want to do it like this. You know, I I, want to go to the bathroom here. You said, no, you're going outside. You better go in this designated area or else there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay. I, I went to someone's house and they had, um, they had, um, an underground, um, uh, kind of like a fence where whenever that dog left out of their yard, they would get shot. And so the dog was barking at me and I walked up and that dog didn't leave the yard. She said, oh, he won't leave (laughs) because he knows I have to stay within these guidelines. See that woman, she set the rules to that. That dog, it doesn't matter that dog's perspective, man. He really wants to go further than that yard, but he had to learn real quick Man, even though I want it, (laughs) it's not good for me. It's going to hurt me if I do that. See, that's what God is trying to show us. It's not about what we want all the time. A lot of things we want are going to hurt us. If we don't stay within his guidelines, within his rules, within his laws, it's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt us. We got any other question there while I'm here? Because otherwise I, I,
0: I need to keep moving. Um, she, uh, Chelsea also says, um, do you have to have the Holy Ghost to live righteously?
1: 100%. Because that is being obedient. He told us to be obedient. We just read in Romans 5. It is our obedience that makes us righteous. And you know what Jesus told them? Let's go and get what Jesus said. I want to show you why we must be obedient in the book of Acts chapter 2. Excuse me, Acts chapter 1. I want to show you obedience. My God, I'm running out of time. But nonetheless, this is the way God wants us to go. In the book of Acts chapter 1. Once you get there, Melvin, let's pick it up in verse 4.
0: And being assembled, show you now obedience. Don't read too fast for me. Go ahead, man. And being assembled together with them, commanded Mm -hmm. them that they should not depart from Jerusalem.
1: What did he do? Read that again for us, man. He commanded them. See, this this is where obedience comes in. This is what makes us righteous by obeying what God says. Because our disobedience makes us a sinner. This is what the book says now. I'm going to have to go over time tonight. I already know because there's something that's, that's, that's uh, my heart is yearning to get something. So I'm going to have to go over time tonight. I have to. My God. Obedience. This is Jesus now. He was assembled with his disciples, people that believed in him. He said, I'm commanding you something. Read what he commanded them. Start over for us in verse four, man.
0: And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem.
1: He said, I want you to stay in Jerusalem for this reason. Read the reason that
0: he wanted them to stay, man. But wait for the promise of the Father. Mm-hmm. What which, is the promise? Which saith he, ye have heard of me. hmm For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence.
1: Glory be to God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: He said, I'm commanding you that y'all better not leave from Jerusalem. This is what he told them now. This is how serious this thing is. He said, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. I'm commanding you. Stay here and wait for the Holy Ghost. This is what God has promised you. This was a commandment. This is a commandment. This is all of these things we're talking about is a part of us being righteous. See, once we become righteous, once we truly set out and say, God, I want to do right. He said, well, start being obedient then. Because all of our lives, we've had our own thoughts, our own perspective, our own truths. Look, everybody has a truth today. I think we talked about that Monday night in Bible study, I believe. Look, everybody has a truth. Your truth his truth, My truth, their truth. What about God's truth? The Bible said, look, let every man be alive and let God be true. It's only about God's truth. So he said, wait for the Holy Ghost. You know, they started asking him all these questions about uh, Lord, when are you going to restore the kingdom to Jerusalem? When are you going to let us be back in power? When are we going to uh, rule the government again? Yeah, they started <laughs> They started worrying about the same political things we're concerned with right now. It's said, when are we going to do that? Pick us up, man, in verse 7. I just want to get this before we move. Pick us up in verse 7.
0: And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father hath put in his own power. Mm-hmm. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He said, I need you to receive this power. See this,
1: my God, he said, uh, uh, to them gave he power to become righteous, to become the sons of God. See, we need his power. And the only way we get it, is by being obedient. You know, uh, when a person wants to go to a certain school, uh, if a person applies to a college, you know, there are some steps that you have to take and be obedient before they give you the power to come there, before they send you that acceptance letter, you have to be obedient. They say, hey, this is, these are the things we need from you. We need your tax information. We need your social security number. We need this. We need that. We need your birthday. We need you to put in all this information. And then we'll let you come. Then we'll grant you the power that you're looking for. Then we'll give you the ability to say, yes, I attend this school. But you have to be obedient first. See, God is the same way. Once you become obedient to him, then he'll start doing some things for you. He's not a genie now. (laughs) We can't rub a bottle. It's not like the movies. We can't rub a bottle and just say, well, God, this is what I want, and I want it now. It's my money, and I need it now. (laughs) Glory be to God. It's our obedience that makes us righteous. I got to move, Melvin. Uh, Let me know if we got any questions. But in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, I want to show you something tonight. Two groups. If we got any questions, I'll stop and get that. Matthew 25, though. And we'll pick it up in 31. Because I, I, I will not leave here tonight. I will not get off of air tonight without showing you what happens to the two groups. Now, there's a lot of things I wasn't able to get to tonight. Uh, but I already knew there's no way. Time won't permit. One hour is not enough. Pick us up in Matthew 25 and 31, Nevin,
0: if we don't have any questions. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then Amen. shall he sit upon the throne of his glory.
1: Now, I want you to catch who's talking. This is Jesus, God Almighty, God in the flesh. Now, he's talking about when he when he judges us, you know, uh, oh my God, I, I won't even bring that, I might bring it up, I'm trying not to bring it up, because I really want to get one verse somewhere else first, and then come back here, talking about the judgment though, this is him judging us, I'm trying to show you, he's not judging off our perspective, See, nobody when they go to court, they're not being judged off their perspective. They're being judged according to the law. We can say, man, I, I didn't know what the speed limit was. I didn't think I was going that fast. You know how many times that's happened? <laughs> you know how many times. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thank God for his word. You know how many times I've been driving before? And I see the speed limit on the side of the road, and then I all of a sudden I, I look at. The speedometer. I say, man, I didn't realize I was going this fast. How many times has our perspective been wrong? How many times have our perspective been wrong? What we thought was not true. So now when the Son of Man comes in his glory, now this is judgment now. You'll see as we continue to read this. Uh, he's sitting on the throne to judge. Read verse 32 for us,
0: and before him shall be gathered all nations.
1: Everybody in the world, all of the people who did not make it in the rapture. And I won't have time to get into that. But everyone else is being judged. All nations are before him in judgment now. Not being judged on our perspective, it's being judged on his law. Read for us, man.
0: And he shall separate them one from another. Mm hmm as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. Hold on now. Two groups.
1: The sinners and the righteous people. This is before Jesus now. He's sitting on the throne to judge us. The Bible says judgment is going to start in the house of God. If the righteous scarcely... My God, I really want to get that verse in First Peter. He said the righteous are scarcely, the righteous people are just barely going to be saved. He said, But well, where do you think the sinner and the ungodly shall appear? We might get that after we leave this, Melvin. I, I know I got I to go over time tonight. He said, all the nations are going to be gathered before him. He's going to separate them. Two groups? Find out for yourselves. Read it for us, Melvin.
0: And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, Mm -hmm. but the goats on the left. But, (laughs) I love when I see that word,
1: but I don't have time to really get into this like I want to. But the goats on the left, two groups, sheeps and goats. Sheeps and goats. Righteous and the sinners. Two groups one on the right <laughs> no coincidence the sheep are on the right because they're righteous and the goats he separated them to the left because there is always a butt with that goat see a person who's a goat they always throw the word but in there i would have did right but but we're all sinners but I just can't do right. I, that this is just how I am.
0: They begin to make a scurry for it, man. Right, we gotta move. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, "My God, come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world." The king now, the judge. God Almighty is going to say to them on the
1: right, he said, come on in. I've, I've prepared all of this for you. Come on in. To the righteous people now, to the obedient people. That's who he's talking to. Read for his mail and so you can see
0: this. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat.
1: Hungry and you helped me.
0: Mm-hmm. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. Mm-hmm. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Mm-hmm. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me.
1: This is what the king is saying. This is what God Almighty is saying to the people on the right side. said, I was hungry, you fed me thirsty, you gave me drink, naked, you clothed me, you, you did all these things. You know what they were? Obedient. That's what the Word of God tells us. To love one another. That's obedience to the Word. Read the next part
0: for us, Mel. Then shall the righteous answer him saying... Hallelujah. Read that again for us, Mel. Then shall the, the righteous answer him saying... Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee? The, the righteous, the righteous. I'm trying to tell you, we're not all sinners.
1: See, if you stay a sinner, you won't make it in. I'm telling you that tonight. If a person walks around and stay a sinner, they will not make it in. He tells us plainly. He separated two groups: the righteous on the right-hand side. And he said, come on in. I've prepared. i prepared some things for you. Come on in. Come on into heaven. You cannot make it to heaven if you stay a sinner. I'm telling you tonight. Because the word declares, "Eh, whatever people wish to say, this is what the word declares. This is what the word declares. So they began to ask, and they said, hold on, because they're talking to Jesus now. They said, Jesus, when did we see you? When did we do all this for you? How how did we do it for you? Read his answer, his response. They asked him, uh, when did they do it? Pick up verse 40.
0: And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, And as much as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done done it unto me.
1: He said, when you show love to the brothers and sisters, when you show love to other people, he said, you did it to me. You obeyed me. You know, that's what Jesus taught his disciples. He washed their feet at the Last Supper and told them, look, this is an example. Now I want you to go. And this is how you guys should look after each other, help one another. So the righteous people made it in. I want to show you the other group. It's only one group left: the people on the left side, sinners. Pick us up in the next verse, Mel.
0: Then, sh- then shall he say also unto them on the left hand. Depart. Now we switch
1: hands. Now we've switched sides. We were talking about the right side. He told them to come in. Look at what he says to the sinners, though.
0: What do you say, Mel? Depart from me. He cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels.
1: Depart from me. One place he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. This place was prepared for the devil because the devil was disobedient. He sinned you followed in his footsteps a sinner will not make it in so i want to clear that up get one more verse unless we have a question and i might have to go and get something else something else but run over to the book of first peter chapter four now there's much more we can say on this matter now Uh, but there's all that that's always the case we'll never hit everything but first peter chapter four. And um, once you get over there, Melvin, pick up verse 17. We'll pick up two verses
0: here. But the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God.
1: Now, we just read about judgment. We just read about the judgment. He said it's going to begin at the house of God in the church. Is going to begin in the church. There's going to be a separation, the right side and the left side. And we're not talking about politics. <laughs> we're not talking about politics.
0: Read for us, Miller. And it and if it first began at us, what shall be the end? What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? My God, my God. He said, if it starts with
1: us who are obeying what God said, he said, what about those people who don't obey? What do you think is going to happen to them? If it starts at us, what's going to happen to those people who do not obey the word of God? I try to tell you guys, when we open this thing up in the book of Romans, it's about obedience to God's word. Jesus commanded them, go and receive the Holy Ghost. That is us being obedient to him. But there's way more than that. We have to continue. A lot of people start and they quit. I was going to pick that up tonight in the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 18. You go and find out what happens to people when they quit. A lot of people start out. Can't tell you how many people have started out and talked about how they want to do right and this, that, and the other. But somewhere along the line, the devil calls them to quit. Can't make it that way. If you quit at a job, you cannot continue being paid. You will not. Read this uh, verse 18 for
0: us, Mel. And if the righteous scarcely be saved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear?
1: Now, there, now it's plainly two groups of people. I'm, I'm trying to tell you tonight, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Everybody's not a sinner. It's two groups out here. There are two groups. There are sinners, and there are people who are trying their very best to live righteously. There are people who are obeying God every day. Now we can say, Wow, well, it's only a few people. That's what the word told us it'd be. This proves what the scripture says. But there are two groups. He said, And if the righteous scarcely be saved, you know, sometimes we just barely. Avoid having an accident. You know, you think about some things that just just barely you missed. Somebody uh, had a piece of, of, of wood go through their nose and just barely missed their eye. Probably would've, man probably would've lost his eye. It just barely missed his eye, very close to his eye, hit his nose. Just barely. I'm not talking in the center of his nose either. Just barely. He said, if the righteous people are barely saved, people that's obeying God, if they barely, if they're barely saved, he said, what do you really think is going to happen to the people who would not even try to obey God? They just continue to say, well, we're all sinners. What do you think is going to happen to them? We we already read it. He said, depart from me. Depart from me. And they were cast into outer darkness. We will not be saved if we remain a sinner. But tonight, we have an opportunity to leave being a sinner and become a saint. Become a righteous person. We have an opportunity to leave and stop doing that. I thank God he gives us an opportunity because if he did, there's no way we any of us would have been saved because the Bible declares we've all sinned, but we are not all sinners. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. As always, I appreciate the engagement, the questions, um, the comments. And at this time, I'll pass it back over
0: to Melvin. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the message. Um, We do have quite a few comments. Um, They're not questions. Sister Betty and Sister Rosie said, they both say praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you. Thank you so much um, for you guys tuning in. David says, Brother, and I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And um, Larry Wanda um, says, what a way to explain continuing in sin. And also, amen, I'm not a sinner. Praise God for grace and mercy. Um, David says, for if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Um, Kiera quotes Matthew 18 and 3. And said, barely I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven." Um, David also says, Hebrews chapter ten and verse twenty-six. Um, and also, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature; old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Um, Larry, Larry Wanda also says, "Ye can you cannot live right on your own, and we must have the Holy Ghost." And um, Kiera, uh quoted the verse that we just read, um, 1 Peter chapter 4 and 18. And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Um, and Tony, uh, you mentioned earlier about um, driving on the road and then you hit those grooves and it makes you correct yourself. Um, one place the scripture says we should it's hot time for us to awake out of our sleep. Now, I can I can speak for me personally. But um, I can almost guarantee that it happens to so a lot of people out there. You can be so tired, falling asleep behind the wheel, and then the moment you have a close call, you hear those grooves, or you you jerk the steering wheel, or you're wide awake. <laughs> I know for me, I'm driving back from New Orleans, I want to say I almost went to sleep, but I can tell you, I was wide awake that whole trip. I was wide awake that whole trip back. And that's how we should um be when we- when we see ourselves fall into sin, we shouldn't have the mentality of well, everybody's doing it because for one, if everybody's doing it, nine times out of ten it's not right in the eyesight of God because only a few are gonna be saved uh, we take it back to the days of um Noah, only eight people were saved out of the whole world. It's the same way today only a few will be saved so um that's all I have I just want to reiterate again to make sure that we're baptized in Jesus' name and have the gift of the Holy Ghost um, speaking in tongues. As we, as that question was answered tonight, we do need the Holy Ghost. And it's not just the Holy Ghost. We also need the baptism in Jesus' name. So that's all I have to add. Um, I do want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, thank you so much for all of the questions, the interactions, and to everyone that watched these live streams and to all the people that listen to the podcast and again thank you to our commenters we have Casey Jeremy Kiara David Amy Sister Betty and Rosie Chelsea and Larry Wanda I do believe I got everybody and if I missed your name or your comment I'm sorry but I do think I got all of it so as my weekly reminder to you guys we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time it's a good message we would love to see you guys there And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys, have a happy, safe and blessed weekend and week. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash Bible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign $JOYSTORM12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.